Welcome to the Vision Lab podcast, where we give a voice to the voiceless. I'm Ryan Cuffey, alongside with my co-host, Mr. Ryan Mosley. Here in the Vision Lab, we put a pen to pad and dive deep to uncover your passions and how you can arrive there. The Vision Lab is a platform focused on growth and exploring the developmental path of people's visions and dreams and how those dreams can come into reality. It's all about tapping into and becoming the best versions of ourselves through self-discovery, self-examination, and self-actualization. Mo, who do we have on the show today? Cuff, today's guest is a native of Los Angeles, California. She was captain of the women's track team at Vanderbilt University. She's a graduate of Vanderbilt University. She's a former Olympic hopeful in the 800 meters. She is the former face of Herbalife. Please welcome Tara Malia to the Vision Lab podcast. Hello. Hey. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I am so grateful. Very grateful to have my Vanderbilt alum. Hey, go doors. We're doing big things, huh? Yes. You are, <laughs> you are doing big things for sure. So, wow, what a you have such an accomplished background. Um, from the Olympics to track and field, um, figure skating, um, all all state, all area and, and basketball. Kind of talk to us about, you know, you started off at around four years old. Mm-hmm. Talk to us about having that mindset of, you know, obviously you have, you have the talent, but what, what really gave you that drive at such a young age? Yeah. Um, well, thank you for the introduction. No problem at all. It's vast. <laughs> done a lot of I mean, we're, we're getting pretty deep into this in regards to episodes. You, you, you've got one of the best ones so far. All right. Sure. Well, to God be the glory. Um, yeah, I mean, it was really ingrained in me from from when I was young. So I got to shout out my parents, um, you know, train up a child and that's what they did. Uh, but when I was three years old, I remember um, I was already in gymnastics tumbling around. Um, and then by four years old, my dad was waking me up at three o'clock in the morning, um, putting side ponytails in my hair, uh, getting me off to the ice skating rink. Uh, I was just rolling around that thing like nothing, backwards, forwards, triple axles, all kinds of stuff at four years old. So it's always something I've known. Um, I don't wake up early by choice. Uh, It's just something that I do. And when it becomes ingrained in part of who you are, uh, it's just, it's something that becomes a no brainer. You don't have to think about it. Um, But that was the physical aspect of it. Uh, So that's that's what I'll say. It's It's not a thing that, I'm intentional about even. Uh, it's just something that becomes a, a fabric of who you are. As far as the mindset is concerned, uh, just being competitive, being athletic. Uh, there's lots of talented people. And I wouldn't even put my, I mean, I'm not going to downplay the talent the Lord has blessed me with. Sure. Uh, but I won't say that that's the most important thing when it comes to being an athlete. It's really having this titanium, no matter what mindset. Um, but that can also become very idolatrous as well. And God has has been sitting me down as far as uh, creating an idol, not only of uh, my body, but more of what my body can do. Um, and, you know, he even says, I mean, the commandments, what do they say? Create no idols before me. Um, so even something as, um, as great as being disciplined, um, if I wasn't being disciplined in who God was in my life and seeking the kingdom, being in my word, praise and worship, those sorts of things, those were things that I was intentionally not doing because I was so focused on this athletic mindset. Uh, but I will say it was something that was ingrained in me from when I was very, very small. Um, and it's something I've taken into my adulthood and I've gone back and forth 
uh, between applying those things um, in the physical and really working on some stuff that I needed to work on uh, when it came to my, my spiritual maturity, um, who I was becoming as a person. Um, you know, athletics is mind, body, but, but we have a heart, we have a soul, we have a spirit. Um, and I felt I really was negating some of those disciplines within those areas. Um, so for me, I would enroll myself in how you do anything is how you do everything mm. sometimes. Okay. You know, sometimes you can really be overcompensating, masking or substituting a discipline so you don't really have to deal with some other stuff that may be strongholds in your life. And um, that's the season I'm in now. Yo, you are dropping jewels oh, right okay. now. <laughs> wow. Wow. Right. Now, you, you, you hit a couple of buzzwords that I want to tap into. Um, actually, today I was listening to Dave Ramsey. Love Shout him. out, to Dave Ramsey. Shout out yep, Dave, Financial sure. Peace University. Yep, that's, yep, that's it. <laughs> so he, on the show, you talked about, and you mentioned uh, being intentional and, and disciplined, mm -hmm. right? Um, we're going to get into everything that you do, but I want to read this quote to you that I heard from him today and tell okay. me your thoughts. Yeah, it's obviously absolutely. Difficult. Discipline is not a natural human event. Mm -hmm. It is the emotional maturity to delay pleasure for mm -hmm. a greater good. Absolutely. Now I want to backdoor that with a Bible verse, and I'm sure you know it, Proverbs 25, uh, 28. Mm -hmm. He that hath no rule over his own spirit mm -hmm. is like a city that is broken down without walls. Mm -hmm. What does that mean to you? Um, that resonates so much, um, especially just looking back on my life and then seeing the things that I'm growing from in this specific season. And when I talk about this season, it's just this season in Dallas, this season of actually looking at the parts of my life that were undisciplined that I realized, like I was saying, that I was overcompensating in greatness in one area of my life so that even people around me that were recognizing me for all these amazing accolades and not that these things aren't great, but recognition and accolades and becoming an idol to people um, was the stronghold in itself that the Lord had to strip from me so that I could work on the type of spiritual discipline that I needed. He was saying to me, Tara, you're in the gym three hours, but are you in my word three hours? Mm. You know, you're, you're out here empowering all these women and speaking things from your own limited mindset. And you have this, this, this resource, this unlimited resource of wisdom and knowledge at your fingertips, but you're choosing to put the validation on you as a person and you're limiting other people. And so for me, when I look at this verse, a man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. I had to be stripped down and shown that you've put up walls that are masks. Those aren't my walls. Hmm. Now, now, how did he strip you? Oh, there's so many different ways. Um, you know, the reason I even came out to Dallas, it was really just divine intervention. I had uh, lost three people in my family um, within uh, six months of each other. Uh, they live in Hawaii. My parents live in California. My sister does, my aunt, my a couple cousins. But the rest of my family lives there. And I spent um, some time in Hawaii as well, just building when I was um, really intentional about building herbal life as a business. And we'll talk about that later. But uh, when I was out there, uh, you know, it'll it'll break you down um, to a point where the things of the flesh don't even matter. You're seeking understanding as to why am I here? You know, what is your purpose for me, God? What is my next step? And those are questions I was asking, just seeing my family hurt. Um, and just, just myself as well, experiencing that, that physical, uh, fleshly pain, because we know we're going to see them and that, well, do we know, only, you know, your relationship with God. Right. Uh, so, so sometimes we don't, and we're unsure, but we pray for those things. Right. 
Um, and it was divine intervention. I can say that's the first time that I can remember hearing him so distinctly, specifically about, you're going to this place on behalf of me. You know, I had traveled around the world, been to France, you know, Asia, different places for work prior to this season, right? Um, even on behalf of Herbalife, Portugal, Mexico, Canada, different places on behalf of this construct that wasn't really built on a foundation of God. And so when I was out there in Hawaii, I heard him clearly say, you're going to Dallas. I didn't really know anyone here in Dallas. The only people I really knew were anyone that we went to school with maybe because, you know, it's the South, I'm all the way in the West Coast. Uh, so I was like, well, why would I go to Dallas? I knew Herbalife people, um, but just because you drink the same shakes and all that kind of stuff doesn't necessarily mean you know them, know them, or that they even know you on a daily basis, your struggles. Because I had a lot of masks up that I had put upon myself as well to project a thing that I thought I was supposed to be, especially in that specific um, construct. So when I came out here, um, you know, I was out actually at the beach. I went back to my phone, I'd left it in my car, and I had three different text messages on Facebook Messenger from three separate people about something to do with Dallas. A friend of mine hit me up and said he was moving out of California to Dallas and he just wanted to you know, let me know. A second person, um, she's one of my mentors still, said she had a vision of me working with Tony Evans at the time. I had no idea who that was. <laughs> I know exactly who he is. I know exactly um, about kingdom man, kingdom woman, everything he perpetuates about kingdom values, those core principles of who we are in the kingdom as visitors here on earth. Um, and then I had a third person who was in Herbalife that reached out from Dallas and wanted some mentorship. And that was all God, none of that, um, would have happened, nor could I have given anything other than I was submitted to him, I was asking him specific questions, and he answered. And so when I came out here, um, I think the toughest thing for me um, really was I started to restore my relationships with my family. I started to hear him clearly because when you are surrounded by what you've always been known to be, people treat you based off the projection that you're giving them. Wow. So no one's in these walls. You may be just bare and naked just like because of an undisciplined thing that they won't even see, but God sees that. And he's not going to honor that. He's not going to bless a thing that you are undisciplined about. And for the longest time, I had been undisciplined my, with my relationship with him um, at, at, at a certain capacity. Uh, so then I came out here, you're stripped of my mom and dad aren't right down the street. I wasn't really, I didn't have a great relationship like I do now, but I had to distance myself from the voices, from the person, it's really the voice of my own head. I can point fingers at all kinds of people, but it's not until you really look yourself in the mirror, it's you and God, I don't know anybody out here. I packed up my dog in a truck and came out here and that's not really i packed up my car got in a car accident ended up taking my car ended up being able to witness to this man as to what happened in hawaii why i was driving driving cross country he gave me his truck to put my dog and stuff in the car and as great of a person as i may be that's all god oh, so witness to him he lets me take his personal truck all the way here and then he fixes my car and sends um for he sends my car over brings his truck back no charge so y'all traded vehicles essentially yes that's crazy. total stranger other than he was open to what i was saying I, and i wasn't even saying it from was my he, own mindset was he a believer at that time um he said he was going to church but he he didn't say he was going that often 
you know, maybe you can just help my wife with fitness, you know, and that's a great interjection too, as far as like how God's allowed me to just utilize fitness as such a platform for his will to be done through my life. Cause he can easily take that away. You know, I got injured and he took it away. Um, and it, it's tough, but I think the toughest thing for me was as soon as I started to restore my relationship with my family, with my parents, because I created my own walls with them because I was so focused on success and drive and I want to help people so much and I want to make all this money and I want them to make money and you get these things just turning in your head and you forget that the Lord blessed you with a family that you are responsible for as well. Are you going to uh, negate that? Are you going to negate a blessing? I mean, that was something that I wasn't cherishing. Uh, and he dealt with me on that. And so the toughest thing for me was knowing that staying in Dallas and becoming this person he was calling me to be, uh, leaving uh, the recognition, leaving um, Herbalife as I knew it. I mean, this was my, my money maker. You know, this is why, like, this is my identity even more than that. Mm. I had created an identity inside of a construct that was man-made. And then I would tag to God be the glory at the end or hashtag God first, as opposed to like, no, Tara, I'm not an afterthought. You have become a thing inside of, I told you that everything that you do needs to be for my glory first. So I'm gonna let you give that up. So I haven't been to Herbalife events. Uh, I used to, I was speaking at the time, like public speaking. Um, he said, stop wearing the button, stop doing certain things. And to separate myself from even to sacrifice that. He humbled you. He humbled me. And, and just to put that in perspective, I mean, you had climbed the ranks to 7,500 millionaire. Right. Mm -hmm. You essentially, um, and there was another guy too, but I can't remember his name, but you were the face of Herbalife for the most part. I mean, I would say, I would say the reason that that is true uh, is because the way in which I came in uh, with my sponsor, uh, we just did things a specific type of way. We came out of the entertainment industry and we just utilized all of those types of talents for Herbalife. Kind of what we're supposed to be doing for the, for the kingdom, right? right? We funneled it into this thing called Herbalife. Um, and so we rose the ranks and it just because the marketing of it, you know, I'm doing yoga poses. Uh, I mean, these are things that people were just really just having nutrition clubs prior to this. And I came into this healthy, active lifestyle. That was the boom of Instagram. Uh, so we came in on the forefront of what you see it is now, you know, not just herbal. I felt, I mean, look at social media, it's running everything now. And fitness is that top fitness and lifestyle is those money makers. Influencers are just, um, killing the game when it comes to any sort of, um, demand sure. you know so you you just mentioned it and you know we talked before we actually got started or whatnot you you run track you run track and field at, at vanderbilt and mm -hmm. then you know you graduate next thing you know you're in the entertainment industry and how did that happen was that the yeah other, when you when you finished school was that something that you oh no immediately set out to do or how, how did that how did that come to fruition yeah that wasn't planned whatsoever um i was I graduated and I was going to go to law school. I was studying for the LSATs. I was in a dance class, got an agent. He happened to be watching the dance class. And next thing I was on tour within two months, um, music videos, got a really good agent out there, started doing the acting thing slash waitressing. <laughs> so you were like, <laughs> like everyone the real, Everyone in that, like all of, all of that. 
and you know it was like it wasn't glory to glory it was really like job to job i mean i worked at 13 different restaurants four on the sunset strip i was gonna like chase this dream that i had but it, it it wasn't a dream i really had it was i can sing you know i was signed um in new york for um you know with jerry wonder and wyclef at the booga basement i had a whole production deal and you just start chasing the things that people are telling you that you're supposed to do. Um, and because you're starting to see fame and fortune and success in it, you know, and that, that didn't even really happen. Um, so that wasn't something that was planned at all. I would say that was a scheme of the enemy to say, okay, let me take your talent and just drive it in a direction that I'm gonna take the superficial happiness. And not that I wasn't, I'm a happy person. Yeah. <laughs> so you start to create stories on, okay, this is my dream. So you were just talking about, all these things that everyone else says that you should be doing. Yeah. What What was your moment when you realized, wait a second, I'm letting everyone else kind of drive my car, so to speak, versus you taking control of the wheel and listening to the ultimate, to, to the ultimate. Right. Guy. I'd say that first step was when um, I had found myself from the entertainment industry into the fashion industry, um, and then Herbalife came came along, and I started to lose weight, and I said, oh, this is it. You know, this is this is God's plan for my life. Now I'm doing health and nutrition. But it wasn't until I moved out here to Dallas that I realized um, I'm not putting God first. I'm saying these things. I can quote scripture. I can give you the books of the Bible. My parents raised me like this and I would take pieces of what the word said and I would conform it to who God says I am, quote unquote, Herbalife, who people expect me to show up as. And because it wasn't really it wasn't popular around, you know, when I started to do Herbalife. And so all of a sudden I start thinking, well, now I'm doing it. I'm making this cool. Oh, well, I'm doing yoga. Everyone's doing yoga. I'm the reason why. Oh, I'm the one that are doing like cool videos and putting them out on YouTube. I'm the one, I, 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 oh, and to God be the glory. Uh, and now that I look back on what it really, really means to submit in a way where none of this has anything to do with you, Tara. It is your duty, it is your purpose to share who Christ is, who God is in your life, not who God is in your life after you give me all these accolades, all, all this recognition, you know? So that's what I would say. You got to a point where you realized, you're, you, you literally realized you were just the vessel. Oh yeah, he, and we would even say those things. We, we would even say, oh, I'm just a vessel for this. I mean, there's these tag words that sound like what it's supposed to sound like, but the intention and the heart posture does not match it. And it's this, and you're sending people, and I was even in the new age movement and didn't even realize it. You know, doing I am's in the mirror, um, but that is a new age movement taken from the word. Everything from, everything the enemy has, he's not an originator of anything, he's a counterfeit. And he can take words and he can take concepts and he can take projections and try to mask it in true heart posture, but the truth—that's a—it's a—it's the Luciferian fake light, you know. And the true light, the one true light, we know is Jesus Christ. So, are you willing to even sacrifice going back home to LA to be with your family that's now restored relationships, and just still be separate with me, and still put my voice, you know, above your dad's voice, and still put my voice above your mom's voice? I restored those relationships, but you still can't have them the way that you want them. So at the end of the day, I guess he had to snatch you up. Snatch me up. All right. Snatch me up. I'll tell you what, guys, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back uh, with Tara, and we've got some really fun things to talk about. Hey. All the uh, 
new things that you're coming out with. Yeah. Guys, we'll be right back after this. Hey y'all, this is Tara Malia with Cuff and Mo at the Vision Lab podcast. Uh, it was such a great time. Uh, but you can hit me on at Tara Malia underscore fitness and also at Snatched by God's Grace. And you can find us on snatchedbygodsgrace.com. Welcome back to the Vision Lab podcast. We've got none other than this Tara Malia. Tara, we, we left the last segment talking about something super, super exciting, mm -hmm. super cool. Um, snatched by God's grace. Mm -hmm. Yo. <laughs> what is that? What, what is that? What, what is that? What is that? Uh, you know, for the longest time, I was, I was in the entertainment industry like we were talking about, and I used to put snatched on my clothing. Like I would go out and put the embroidery on it and then I would co-brand it with Herbalife. And for the longest people, uh, the longest time people would be like, girl, can you get me snatched up? I want to get snatched, girl. I'm like, yes, honey, I got to. <laughs> and you know, you out there in LA, everything's like, yes, honey, you snatched up, girl. So it was like this funny thing and everybody just knew, oh, that's Tara, she'd be snatched, she'd be getting girls. And so all of a sudden word of mouth, and that's how I really built my business is really just this underlying, you know, who I really was from dancing to fitness. And so at the time, I just had a bunch of clothes with Snatched on it. And it was just recently, um, we were talking earlier about rock bottom. Um, I had hit rock bottom. I had no idea how I was even gonna come up with my rent. I was literally living on a prayer every single day. And this is going from consistently, you know, $10,000 a month, driving the Beamer, living the life. And God says, no, I'm about to take all that and you're about to listen to my voice and you're about to do what I tell you to do. And I found myself in a little apartment in Mesquite, Texas. I had just joined uh, One Family Fellowship. He had given me a list of things to give up, um, including the way in which I was creating income and then said not to get a job. <laughs> so I was like, well, how's that gonna work? Yeah, like, how does that yeah. work? How well, does I've that work? How does that work? Right. And he, he came through. I mean, there was even a point in which uh, the church gave me $300 that I needed left to actually move into the apartment right down the street from the church. Uh, and I had been working with the kids doing dance. I was the dance director for the for the youth. Um, you know, I, I do some youth pastoring as well at the church. And so I had really invested a lot into that church. And I was saying, I was like, God, he's like, okay, you're about to, uh, Put some t-shirts together you're gonna put snatched on it you're gonna put by god's grace because they ain't got nothing to do with you you've been snatched by me because i'm graceful towards you and you're gonna show your before photo and what you look like right now <laughs> i was like but god i ain't been in the gym <laughs> like i'm living off of yesterday's before and after photo like oh i'm like i still had money coming in from herbalife and people were looking at the stuff that i used to do you know and he's like no you're not gonna live off that fruit you need to you need to plant new you seeds plant for new trees. fruit right you're living off of old fruit that's not the fruit i need you to be eating I was like, all right, guy, here we go. So I put out a photo of what I really looked like at that time. And that was about 20 weeks ago now. And it's not about your body, <laughs> but when you're used to a very specific um, digestive uh, muscle tone, 
um, your, your skin a certain type of way and you come out with a photo that looks nothing like what you've been projecting, people are paying attention. That's not the terror I know. I know. And you know, I've been talking about dark all. circles under the eyes. So let's take a quick trip and then derail for a second. Yeah. What? Because we, we met at Herbalife when you uh, you hadn't even moved to Dallas. That yet. was like 2013, I yeah, think. Yeah. Because I was in Herbalife for a little bit. Uh huh. I saw you. I'm like, yo, like, first of all, that wasn't the terror I saw in college. And she ran track, and I mean, she was fit and all this other stuff. But like, if she was a, you know super fit person that, that, that had run track, like she took it to 10, 10 new levels with Crazy. her life, like okay. just shredded. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, I'm like, okay, you're doing your thing, whatever, a couple years go by, and I see you, uh, I don't know how I saw you, oh, it was at the gym, it was at the gym. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You'd, move, you'd just moved to I Dallas. I just moved to Dallas. And it was an early morning workout, four or five o'clock in the morning, I was in there, she was in there, and I'm like, yo, I'm embarrassed to even be in the gym with her, because she was just like, oh, yeah. yeah. Then turn around and look on your, and we, we've hung out a couple times since then. Mm -hmm. Gibney came in town, yep. and that type of thing, and mm -hmm. still look, you know, on point. Right. And then I saw the post on Facebook from a couple of months ago, and I'm like, I'm scratching my head, like you thought it was who, an imposter, did Who you? is that? Right. I mean, I don't even know who that person was. So how, what happened? Um. So what's interesting about that is physically, in my opinion, I looked a hot mess. But my spirit was great. I was pressed into God. I was in the word. Um, I had found purpose in the relationships that I was building inside of not only this church, but with my family. But physically, I mean, that was just, it's so odd to say it, but it was, it was almost like I had to see that because that's what my spirit used to look like. Mm. And I wasn't even tripping off of the photo. I was like, okay, God, you want me to put, I didn't even know. See, when you see yourself every day, you don't know what you really look like, what you look like. Until you see a picture of Until yourself you see, outside right, yourself. Right. So it was one of those out of, out of body experiences where I'm like, okay, God, I'm not. Cause you know me, I'll put myself out there. Yeah. You know, I'm like, you know, Eminem from eight mile, you know, I'm rabbit. I'm gonna put it out there before you even have a chance. So here, <laughs> like, gotcha. what you gonna say about me now? And that was just the thing he said. I was like, all right, I don't know what you're about to do. So I got this t-shirt that's a snatch by God's grace. I'm $300 away from being able to even get into the apartment that I had already signed for. They let me move in early. And then he says, put this thing. This is 20 weeks ago, y'all. 20 weeks ago. And so I was like, all right, God, let's do this. Put it out there. I mean, just the inbox filled. People are like, what is she about to do? Who is this person? What was the strangest or most outlandish <laughs> email slash DM you yeah. I'll say the majority of people were like, Tara, who is that? <laughs> I'm gonna show you. Tara, that ain't you. Tara, where, who? I mean, but they knew it was me. Who hacked your phone? Who, right. Did you, did, right. Did, did somebody you hack through, your phone? Are you going through something? Right, exactly. <laughs> what are you going through? Right, show him. <laughs> so that's like 20 weeks ago. That, that was literally May. does not look like the oh, same person. That was May 29. The person left literally doesn't look like the same person sitting in front of us right now. No. Not even close. Not even close. I mean, and you gotta understand, you're vegan or vegetarian? I was vegan. So this is when I just went off of just being vegan. So I was like, oh, maybe it's just because I started eating chicken again. Because that was an idol I created, being a vegan. Because I was like this elitist vegan person. 
He's like, nah, you about to um, go on a fast. And when I came off the fast, he's like, no, you're gonna eat, you gonna eat some chicken. You're gonna be out here in Dallas, like not going to barbecues, not talking to people like regular. Um, I'm like, all right guys. So I, I ate chicken after three and a half years. And I was straight. But I'm telling you, y'all, that's what my spirit used to look like. And I looked at it, I was like, oh. So essentially, like your spirit was <laughs> the, the the old spirit. Yes, spirit, if come you on. Will, the old spirit, if you will, was oozing out and you were being filled come with, on. The, with the nude and bruised. Let's go. That's exactly it. Okay. That's right. it. It was pushing out. And he's like, all right, you're going to put this out here. I'm like, okay. I had no idea what was going to happen. From there, I got... I couldn't even get a hundred women in a challenge prior to this. Mm-hmm. Putting out all the Herbalife buttons, wear deep moments of meditation, whatever to the world, <laughs> how amazing my family was. It wasn't even really talking to me, you know? Right. I couldn't even, but guys, I watched this work. When I tell you it came pouring and he's like, nobody needs you to be faithful over a few cap it at 50. And I was like, 50? I never even got 50 people in a challenge before. He's like, you're gonna do this and it's gonna be about me and you're gonna put devotionals together for these women. You're gonna pray at 5 a.m. in the morning twice a week. And then it just started coming, da 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 And people that were inboxing me, I just sent them, I said, hey, are y'all down for a 16? I didn't even know where 16 weeks came from. I still pray about that, like, what is that? He's like, it's long enough for people to fall off and come back and see that it's not about what they think it's about. Anyone can do something for 21 days. Anyone can do something for 30 days, 75 days. But in 16 weeks, you got to really see that you gonna do good for a good amount of time, you gonna fall off, but what you gonna do after you fall off? Guess what, you have a group of women praying for you because it was never really about the exterior at all. Right. And the type of spiritual fitness that has come out of this. I mean, 37 of the 48 women have already signed back up for this next challenge. And right now, what's the name of the challenge? It's the official Get Snatched Challenge. Okay, so make sure you guys check that out. Yes. Um, and real quick plug for you, how, how do they find out about the Get Snatched Challenge? Um, everything, it's either on my Instagram, so I'm at Malia underscore fitness. I also have uh, the website for the clothing line, so from that birth, the clothing line now. Okay. Um, we're seeing where God takes us with that as well. He has me just putting stuff out there, really product placing on specific people that either need prayer. I mean, it's just a ministry, um, telling them parts of my story. Um, and just sharing with them the stories that are coming out of these women that, you know, that's the empowerment. The empowerment is who does God say I am as a woman? What is a Proverbs woman? Not the world's identity as queen or the world's identity as women's empowerment with some sort of hidden agenda. It's who does God say I am in the kingdom? Who am I as a wife? Who am I as a mother? Who does God say I am? You know, he says that we are humble, we are meek, we are helpmates. Those aren't the words that you hear. We are strong and courageous as children of God, but there is this really negative connotation when you say women's empowerment, you don't hear a woman saying submission. That's what God tells us to do is submit not only to your husband, but to the God inside of your husband, to the God inside of you. And this has been the most women's empowerment I've ever been a part of because of the biblical foundation and the revelations that come from this. I want you to go home and be the best helpmate for your husband and not be combative. I want him to honor and pray over your business. You know, and those are the types of things that are perpetuated inside this group that aren't necessarily what the world is saying women's empowerment is. Right. Mm-hmm. To, 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 to 
I guess, keep it going in regards to the term women's empowerment, because we've talked about that between breaks and before we got started. Right. Um, when, when the whole women's empowerment thing, when, when you decided this is a, this is going to be part of my new, my, my new platform, if you will, uh, was there a particular moment that you said, hey, I'm going to make sure this is going to be about women's empowerment through everything else that this is going to be tied to? Or how did, or I'm mean, actually a woman, but how is, what's the word I'm looking for? Where does women women's empowerment sit for you in regards to everything else you got going on? Obviously, you are you are now you you're. Where's you, that on your pyramid? There it's you go. It's not. It's not really. Nope. It's just not because we're both stunned. Right. Because um, when you empower a child of God to be who they were created to be, and you encourage them to be that person, as a woman you start digging deep into who God says that you are anyways. So the reason why quote unquote or hashtag, I won't even say quote unquote, I'll say hashtag women's empowerment isn't on my radar is because that has been utilized so frivolously, irresponsibly by the media and by people with agendas that have nothing to do with who God says I am fearfully and wonderfully made. They turn it into a fad. They are turning it into a fad. They're turning it into political agendas. They're turning it into group people so that they have some sort of political agenda that has nothing to do. I don't get into the politics of anything. The God I serve says, you worship me, you listen to what I say, and women feel empowered because they don't have to subscribe to the women's empowerment movement that has been given to them that is not their identity in Christ. So it's not that I don't empower women, I just don't have that high on my radar because A, the Lord has told me to not even, I don't even hashtag women's empowerment because you're not gonna see us at picket lines and then at the same time saying that I'm, I'm submitting myself wholly and fully to God in a way that I don't even believe in some of these things that are being said on these on the on these picket lines. So I don't even put women in the position to have to choose because that's not even at the forefront of what we're even doing. Do I disagree? Do I agree? Sometimes I agree and sometimes I disagree. But, but it's I'm not, not based on women. Not at all. Okay. No, but it's based off who does God say I am and women are empowered in that way. So yeah. let me ask you this, and obviously um, it's going to have a spiritual backdrop to it, mm -hmm. but how do you define femininity? How do I define it? Yeah. Um, as far as the biblical standpoint, as far as, you know, so femininity to me is, you know, anything having to do with Proverbs, Proverbs 30, the entire book, you know, um, you know, being, being like a ruby. Being, and I keep saying submissive because it's not submissive in a way that I am not strong. It's where I am weak, I, he is strong. You know, and that's what I really believe femininity is, is less of me and more of God. You know, and I'm in my singleness season. You know, so I'm, I'm not married right now. I, I'm becoming the wife for my husband now. And you know that has a whole backstory to it, <laughs> um, and we can talk about that if you want to. Do you believe that you'll be a finished product? So when you do meet your husband, there that like he will get the finished product of you, or do you believe that you're going to constantly be a work in progress? Always a work in progress. Always a student. Always becoming closer. I thought I was close to God six months ago, and now I'm like, wow. You know, I thought I was disciplined in my prayer life and my worship life six months ago and now I'm like, whoa. So I can only imagine when God affords me that opportunity to be that. I'm gonna meet my husband exactly where God needs me to be for him so that we grow together and grow the kingdom. And no, I'm never going to be a finished product until my life ends here on earth. 
and we continue that up in heaven, right? Sure. So you're going to have a lot of women that, that listen to the podcast that are going to go to your web page, go to uh, your Facebook page. Mm-hmm. They're going to look at that that photo and say, I, I can't do that. Right. I, I certainly, what do you say to those women? Yeah. Um, the beauty of all this is it's, it's your journey. You know, and that's what this group is about. You know, we've had women that have lost over 40 pounds, 30 pounds, uh, but we've also have had women that came to terms with their relationship with their husbands and they've restored that relationship. We've had women in this group that were sleeping in a different room as their husband. Now they're in the same bed. You know, those are the types of things that happen in this specific group. But that's the whole point of this journey is there's a there's a hundred women in this group already. None of them look like me, but they look like them and they get to deal with the issues and the challenges and the strongholds in their lives and become better for themselves. You know, I challenge people not even to look left and right, stay in your lane, mm-hmm. be empowered by, yeah, so Tara has a six pack, but everyone is not meant to have a six pack. Everyone's not even meant to be an Herbalife. Everyone's not even meant to have fitness as the forefront of who they are. But the Lord does give us these gifts and one of them is our body. So how can we take care of it the best of our ability um, to reverence him. And no, everyone's not gonna look like me because guess what, there's only one me. Only I need to look like me and only you need to look like you. But it's not with the physical eyes, it's the spiritual eyes that we are seeing each other with. And that's really what's exciting about this specific group is, you know, good job, two pounds off, like, and everyone's celebrating that person. You know, we also had two women that wanted to lose a specific amount of weight and fit into their wedding dress. They accomplished that this last 16 weeks. You know, I can look at that and say, well, here I am ripped, but I ain't got no husband. (laughs) You know, like, what about me, God? You know, everyone has something that they want of someone else's if they allow um, the thief of joy, which is comparison, to actually come into their psyche and allow that to be a thought that's even at the forefront of the mind. Stay in your lane. I love that. So, look, you are a serial entrepreneur. Um, Absolutely. And so <laughs> you've got another thing coming down the pipeline uh, relevant to your um, full service um, boutique marketing mm-hmm. company. Yeah, that's that's been fun. That's been really exciting. Uh, I have three really awesome clients that, and that's the thing with social media. You assume because people have all these followers that they're actually leveraging some sort of impact or service to people in which they're getting compensated for the work that they're doing. And that's not something that is actually happening. You know, and it's it's not even about the amount of followers you have. It's are you faithful over the people and who are you talking to? What's the verse is uh, I make you a uh, lord over a few or I, I don't. I, yeah. Well, Lord, over few, I'll bless you with many. Absolutely. I don't know the verse, but it's something along those lines. Absolutely. I know I just butchered that, but it's something along those lines. No, faithful over a few. Yes, faithful over a few. Lord over many. Yes, there it is, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the kingdom is so, I mean, there's so much room for everyone. I think that's the the mindset that I take on as an entrepreneur. Um, In anything, there's many marketers out there, but it's that one specific person that, you know, the people that I am, even working with now as far as building their brand. Um, The conversations we have is, have you taken your business and laid it on the altar? And what does God say your next step is? I don't want you coming to me because I can make a really awesome rate card for you and I can talk to the right people to get you sponsorship deals. I don't want you coming to me as if I'm the guru that's pushing you. You know, God's positioned me in your life to show you your greatness. Yes, you are worth this and you can demand this and that because of the work you've been doing consistently. But have you taken to the altar and laid at the altar your business? 
And what does that look like? What is your demographic? Who are you talking to? What are we going to put together that you're going to give people that are following you something that's going to make their life better? Um, and so that's what I'm doing now. And I'm excited. This is just something very recent. I used to do marketing back in LA. I love marketing. I love being able to package things and people. And, you know, as I see, I'm becoming a brand in my own self. I was a brand. I am a brand. We all are brands, but, but what are we a brand of? And people know when they come um, to talk to me, I'm going to turn it right back to who you are in God. You know, what, who does God say you are? I mean, that's absolutely amazing. And We've got so much more to unpack and uncover. Yeah. You're just like this Swiss army knife. Like it's just everything, you know? So um, we're going to say- Jane of all trades. That's it. Hey. Yeah, I like that. So look, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. This is Tara Malia, and you are listening to the Vision Lab podcast with Cuff and Mo. Welcome back to the Vision Lab podcast, and we've got our Swiss Army knife in the building. <laughs> um, gosh, Terry, you you have your hands in so many different things. Um, tremendously proud of you for everything that you've Thanks. done. Um, God, Lee, you just so accomplished, and like you said, it goes all back to God, and, yeah. and it starts with Him too. Mm -hmm. um, there's a book that I read earlier this year. I'm really taking a vested interest in reading more. Um, there's a book called. Miracle Morning mm -hmm. by Hal Elrod. Are yep. you familiar with that? Yeah. Okay. I read two of his books. Really? Yep. So I look at you, obviously, one of the times that we met or saw each other again was back at the gym. Mm -hmm. um, it was four or five in the morning, something like that. You were already getting it in. Probably had been there two, three hours at right. that point. Um, so in that book, he talks about SAVERS, mm -hmm. um, and that's an acronym for silence. And this is basically, guys, if you haven't read the book, um, it talks about the first things that you should do within the first hour of your morning, if you have that amount of time. If you don't, you break it up to you know however you want it to. But uh, SAVER stands for silence, affirmation, visualization, exercising, read, and scribing. And I look at you, and I've known you for a while, um, I look at your your social media pages, and I see you doing all these things. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about how you activated that and how you implemented that on a daily basis within your life? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I listened to his audiobook, uh, and these were things that I was starting to do already. Uh, but what I did just recently was I, everything is an originator and, and all these things are actually biblical. You know, you've got Habakkuk 2-2, mm -hmm. write the right. vision down, yeah. make it plain, it. not just make it plain so that so that people can take it to the nations, you know, people miss that part. You know, sometimes we say, okay, write things down. Well, what are you writing down? You know, and I, I asked myself that question because when I, I read this book in 2014, and then I started to dig deeper into, well, why am I doing these affirmations daily? What am I writing about? What are the things I'm visualizing? And everything would go back to the word. You know, you've got these affirmations. Well, as a man thinketh, so is he. So you start looking and it's like, well, God's been saying this and this book was written and recorded 2,700 years ago. <laughs> this was back in 2014. And what I've really done was I've been doing affirmations for the longest time, but I would write things on my mirror that weren't necessarily who God said I was. And so what I've been doing recently was we actually do this in our group. We have our Christ identity. So now we write our I am's based on who God says I am. God says I'm a conqueror. Let's talk about that. 
God says that I am chosen. What does that mean? God says I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. What does that mean? You know, so you start really digging deeper and you realize that some of these things that we do on a daily basis, the reason why we don't give God the glory is because we don't know that this is just twice, 300, 3,000 times removed on what he told us to do long ago. Sure. Um, but There's yeah, nothing new under the sun. Nothing new under the sun, right? And so these are things that I've um, integrated into my life that I do believe habits define who you truly are, who you are as, as a character, you know, who your character, what your imprint is, what your personality is. Everything is dictated those first, what, 30 minutes in the morning time. So it's like you get nutrition in your body, you're going to think great thoughts. You get nutrition in your body and that's spiritual and that's physical nutrition, right? And so for me, my, my day starts usually between three and four in the morning not on purpose. I haven't set a timer in the morning or an alarm clock for years. I can't even remember when I had an alarm clock because God just wakes me up. And that's actually just coming out of something called the witching hour. But that's a whole nother conversation. It's not very lighthearted, <laughs> but I'll just go in. I'll get down in my prayer closet and I'll be like, all right, Jeremiah 29, 11, let's go. And so I'll just be like, okay, God, just utilize me. I'll turn on Tasha Cobb, Psalmist Rain, you know, I'll turn on some Hillsong, whatever it is that's, that, that, that God's calling you to really just press in and I'll just start praising, worshiping, and he will start showing me verses. He will show me things that, and this doesn't make me special. It just makes me submitted early in the morning and it gets me really clear. And I'll just start writing down prayers, revelations. He'll tell me specific people to talk to that day, um, the heart posture I'm to have about certain things. And from there, I've started integrating, again, the I am's, but the way in which God says I am. Not I am, I mean, I am beautiful, but I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Let's focus on that. You know, I am ripped, but I'm not Herbalife. I'll drink it right after I do my I am's, but I'm not that thing. So, and, and a lot of people get that confused with this new age movement. Absolutely. So for those that don't know, can you kind of dissect what the new age movement is? Oh my gosh, is? that's hours, but yes. Um, and I'll just you got 30 shoot. seconds. 30 no, seconds. No, I'm just kidding. 30 seconds, here we go. Just from my experience. What's tough about the new age movement is you don't realize you're in it until you're trying to get out. That's, that's what I would say is my experience, and I can't speak on everyone else, but it's this philosophy that um, there's multiple ways into the kingdom, whatever that kingdom is for you. It's this coexisting. Uh, but the Bible clearly states there is one way, there's one door, and that's just what it is. You know, we can't judge one another when it unless we're righteously judging one another in, in a way in which, okay, we have an agreement, you're gonna keep me accountable, we both agree on the same God, let's go. But what we can do is we can live our life according to knowing that that is the truth. And when I was in the New Age movement, I was making Christianity, Buddhism, um, I was practicing yoga, uh, which is deeply rooted um, in Hinduism, and I was making this whole salad mosh pit. And what happens is you start to dissipate the truth, the one true light. Um, and the water gets cloudy. Right, exactly. All of a sudden, oh, there's multiple ways into this thing, well shoot, I can take verses and make them work in my life. I don't have to really understand or seek the kingdom because I'll just make these things work for me and I'm gonna go over here and do this and I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna yoke myself with people, create soul ties with people. And so when I was inside of this thing, I was quoting the Jesus part and everybody was clapping, but it's like, well, Jesus is cool and then she's got a Buddha in her house and then she's teaching yoga later. You had a Buddha in her house? Yeah, happy Buddha with his hands raised. And it was just, that you know god is not an author of confusion that is confusion at its finest <laughs> the word says there's one you're saying there's many 
So now you're giving other people a pass to be like that as well, just by your example. And how dare you say you're a child of the king when you know the truth and you're keeping others from it by projecting this. So can I do my affirmations? And, you know, obviously everything you said is on point and, you know, starting from Proverbs really is where you're getting most of your affirmations from. from yeah, the oh yeah, absolutely. But what if I'm saying, you know, um, I'm an overcomer of adversity. Yeah. I am wealthy or I'm rich. Yes. I'm, you can say all that, but I think it's important for the listeners to hear from you why you can say that but not get tied in to the new age. Oh, movement. absolutely. Yeah, I mean, this is a, you know, you have to pray for your own discernment. You know, I am, I'm just here speaking on my own journey, who I know God is in my life and what the word says. Uh, and that's what I would just, whoever's listening to this, you're on your path and your journey with God. The most precious thing we have, in my opinion, is, well, the most precious relationship we have, which is true, is the relationship we have with God, our Father. And He is the creator of all of us and of all things. And only you are going to know in a moment of discernment what that righteous choice is for you. Now, if you're not, people can inadvertently tie themselves um, you know to doorways that are open to spirits manifesting and you know this is not like a whole spiritual conversation I know but you can inadvertently do those things and I would say be mindful of anything you do prior to doing that you know witchcraft is very prevalent within the new age movement um, there's the satanic movement there's so any idol any god that we put not even religious based before him, you know, you start saying, I am rich, and you start thinking about all the money that you're gonna be like passing out. Well, what is the intention behind what you're saying? Have you prayed over it? Have you discerned it? And the closer you are to God, God will say, Nope, that ain't it. Tarot cards, mm, you don't wanna open that door because witchcraft is something I'm telling you not to engage in. And now either you know that or you don't. I believe there's a special grace for things we don't know. You know, things that we're not aware of. God has a special grace for those things. However, we're not here to take advantage of those things. And the more you know to whom much is given, much is required, it's expected. So the more you start to become knowledgeable, the digger you deep in these, digger you deep in your relationship with God, the more convicted you'll be. So repentance comes into play and truly turning away from these things, it's not gonna be popular. It definitely wasn't popular when I was known as this yoga person and I had said, by the way, y'all, I don't do yoga anymore because I'm not gonna utilize my body to glorify these gods and goddesses that are idols before my God. Mm. That's really deep. Like, I know you're like, I'm, 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 like I'm, up, I'm up the bat here or whatnot, but it's like I'm processing all that. Yeah, youth word soul ties. Like, I've had discussions with people about mm -hmm. soul ties in yeah. the past. Um, I definitely believe, like, to who much is given, who much is required. Me and Cuff have talked about the podcast and, and the, the, the long term vision, if you will, for it. Mm. Um, and we not, like I said, making sure that it, is, that it does have a, a, a godly purpose, not just for earthly Amen. gains. Um, so it's one of those things to where like, I know I'm supposed to be up to bat here, but I'm just literally processing it as she's talking. Yeah, well, let me, let me ask you this, <laughs> with, and, and this can obviously, you're familiar with this, but, but breathing mm. and, and yoga is, a, is all about breathing, right? Mm -hmm. um, talk about like when you're in that, when you're doing your silence, mm. obviously you get up first thing you do, you go to your prayer, mm -hmm. your prayer closet. Um, and then you're going to have your moment of silence, yeah. right? You've done your affirmations, mm -hmm. visualization and breathing. Talk about that. Um, yeah, I mean, the word does say meditate on my word day and night. Uh, and what the intention behind yoga, Yogananda, 
is literally blanking out your mind to allow foreign spirits to utilize your vessel. And when you're in poses for a long period of time and your body is exhausted, you now have died to your flesh and now you've allowed your spirit to be open and you're calling upon these goddesses to come into you. Now, any spirit that's not the Holy Spirit is not a spirit that I want. I mean, we've got the spirit of rage, anger, all these things. They come in, in and out of us, right? So either we're filled with the Holy Spirit or we're filled with something else. Right. So when we meditate day and night on the word, we're not blanking ourselves. We're filling it with God's word. So now when I meditate and I take my breathing, I'm literally in breath. The word of God literally the is the breath of life. His word is our breath. So what happens is other, you know, I'm not even going to get into the religions, but other ways of thinking want you to believe that you're breathing in something that is good for you. However, what I know to be true that is good for me is the word of God. So that's what I do meditate. I never clear my mind anymore. That's not even a, that's not even language that I use. I had to change my total language from what I was affirming and things that I would say to myself that sound good. I'd be like, God, and he's like, no, you don't clear your mind of me. I'm in your mind all the time. You're mindful of me all the time. I need to be in every thought. I need to be before every action. No, it's not gonna look good. No, you're not gonna be popular, but guess what? You won't be obedient and you won't be on my right hand when the time comes. That's what meditation is for me now. Uh, meditation, soul ties, faith, <laughs> yeah. female business owner, uh, a Vanderbilt graduate. Uh, we've got a lot more to cover. Uh, we'll be right back here on the Vision Lab podcast. Welcome back to the Vision Lab podcast with here with Tara Malia. Uh, Tara, you and Cuff share the same alma mater, Vanderbilt. Hey. Go Doors! <laughs> College World Series bound. <laughs> yes. Well, I believe what Jerry Stackhouse is the new head basketball coach there. Yes. Let's go. They got a lot of things going there. Uh, you know, the football program is no longer the doldrums. <laughs> Why are, you, why are you laughing so hard? I've always supported y'all. Yeah, you just... did. You did. No, no question. <laughs> we actually uh, just had a no-hitter, too. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Y'all, so it, 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 you guys are in the College World Series. I, I, I saw that correct, correct? Yes. That's okay. correct. We're, we're in Nebraska. Okay, so... Good job, y'all. So from the time that you two spent at Bandy together, what do you remember about one another? <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. Yeah, why are you laughing? You know what? I just, because I love that I saw you when I moved here because I had such great memories. Good. Good. I'm kicking it with. Yeah. With Russian and. Gib. Lou. Gib. Lou. Uh, all football guys. Amen. Yeah, they have to be. Only football players have these type of. Games. Like, I played football in college too, so you guys are saying like you get right. like very short aliases and right. things like that as First well. So, so Tara, I, I didn't know Tara existed really, right? Like she was this ghost or this mythical creature that would show up. About? That would show up in uh, what, what, what do we eat? Magoogan. Magoogan, but what's the name of the magics? Little cafeteria. Didn't they have a name? Wasn't that Magoogan? That was the facility. Oh, uh, I, I don't want to say Rand, but that was no. our other eating place. So Bandit we had a we had an athletic facility, mm-hmm. right? All the uh, college athletes would go and eat, and we had a chef. Uh, his name was Magic, and so you know we had dinner at 
you know, from let's call it from six to nine or six to eight or whatever that looked so like. So much food. And it was it was always great food. Um, Tara would show up, eat, and be gone. And I would never see Tara on campus. Really? I would never see Tara at parties. No. I wasn't. I was in class. Yeah. <laughs> and at the gym, obviously. Yeah. Clearly. But, Doing uh, extra. For you no know, reason. Tara. It was Tara and Autumn. And yes, Dara Crocker. Yeah. Shout out to Dara Crocker. Yeah. Um, Autumn Smith. Mm-hmm. Asia Hodgen. Yep. Yep. So they they all kind of ran as a as a pack um, doing their thing, but I never Literally. really saw Tara. And then I think I found out you uh, were dating uh, Russian for a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, and then I would see you out at parties. Right. From time to time, probably in oh gosh, what's the name of the uh, Deke. Deke parties for sure, uh-huh. um, but the the name of the apartments that are on campus. Oh, the um, towers? No, no, no. The apartments, the one up there by the. Oh uh, yeah, the Mayfield. Sports. Mayfield. Is that Mayfield? Wasn't that the little ten people in it? Because I lived in a Mayfield, and there was ten of us in that yeah, one. Yeah, I actually lived there too. And I can't remember the name of that place, but I would say we had a huge party at Chuck Losey's house, and I remember seeing you there and hanging out. But I mean, right? Because he was dating Lauren. Yeah. Price, who's now Lauren Price Losey. Well, I imagine that yeah. it worked out. Mm-hmm. But no, them kids, you know, lifting coach, all kind of stuff. Tara was, Tara was, like I said, she was a ghost. I mean, I would see her every now and again. Um, you just feel like a puff of smoke. Like somebody would no, see you at a party. I, don't know I see how this happens. So this would be, oh yeah, Tara's <laughs> here, and then you know somebody would show up like, oh man, I don't, I don't see Tara. You were in and out of it. In and out. Sometimes. Just enough to make an appearance so you can still be part of the athletic crew but on before campus. Before Vanderbilt, I was designated driver, and then when I went to Vanderbilt, all that went out down, down. Probably our fault. We, we <laughs> yes, y'all introduced me to some black and mild yep. and. I was look. If we gonna phone. tell it, yeah, look. I was I was rolling all y'all's blunts, so I don't know what you were not, talking not, about. Not <laughs> okay, well, I'm laughing. No, I'm laughing because we had a, we had a guest when we first started, and we talked about the very first cigars we smoked, and he told us uh-huh. that the first cigar he ever smoked was a black and mild. At first, I didn't believe it, no, look, but you just you confirmed something. it. Let me tell you something. You couldn't. I mean, if you saw me out, I was gonna have one. hundred yeah. wine flavor. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Filter it out. Yes. Filter it out in the package. You, replace it with a break it up. Da, 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 yeah. spit it, all that. Let me ask you this. Uh, Lighter. What do we call it? <laughs> what do you call that though? What do I call what? And you had to do all this. Do you remember? I don't remember. You had to freak the black. Freak the black. That's right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my. And then we just started doing like black and miles and weed all at the same dang time. Gosh. Before, look, I can say this now before tracking. Wow. PR and everything. Look, I'm not I'm not perpetuating it now, but I'm saying this is I mean you come from a place. That's a testimony. That is a testimony. <laughs> you PR and on, you know Awesome Black. Awesome yeah. Well yeah, yeah. Well you get lazy, you don't want to freak the black, you just smoke it. Yep. <laughs> well, was cool though, man. You're like, where did it? we were just no, talking no, about? No, like, hey, I had, I, no, I had a teammate. <laughs> I, I had a teammate in college. I had, I had a teammate in college, and God rest his soul, he's no longer with us. Um, but and that, that's a whole other story. But um, literally, you could tell when he had been in the dorm because he reeked of black and white. Mm, like yes. you could, you could walk, you could walk through a hallway in the dorm, or you could walk through yeah. a hallway in the facility, and you'd be like. Right. Oh, he, he must have been here, or he's in here somewhere. You could just smell right. it on him. He just yeah. reeked of it. Yeah. Um, so I know exactly what you're talking about. You said, you know, 
freak of the black or whatnot. I sure did. Oh, I was we freak. get we got we got a practice, and you see him sitting in front of the dorms. And I remember to this day, I remember like after one particularly hard practice during camp, and this is one of those practices where you know everyone's just worn out, like you're dragging yourself to the dining hall. And I remember going back to the dorm and watching him sit out front of the little park bench in front of the dorm. Yeah. I thought, oh my gosh, like you're not gonna make it. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and you know, like I said, he's no longer with us. Uh, but he turned out to be a heck of a football player for the time he was there. But uh, yeah, when you said freaking the black, I thought, oh my gosh, I know. Right, like a, all a certain person popped into my head when you said that. that. Black and Miles and uh, Skull Vodka. Yeah. Mad Dog 2020. Oh. oh. Well, I think I was drinking Hennessy at that point. I mean, yeah, crazy. everyone's been on that road when you're the poor college kids. I never went down the Skull route. Uh, Lonnie's. Did you ever go to Lonnie's? Was that a bar? The, uh, it was bar. a bar, a karaoke bar. Nah. There was Lonnie's and there was Lonnie's too. And it was like across the, okay. Have you been back? Banana 99 something? Mm -mm. No, I mean, a couple times when Lauren got married um, and my friend Natty, I don't know if you remember Natty, but she had, she has a house out there. And then my roommate Judson, yes. Are you going to make a trip back to the Ville? I want to. You should. You I should. want to. You we should. should go, maybe not this year, but next year. Let's make it happen. Okay. I'll pray about it. So before, as we as we completely derailed. <laughs> derailed. I, I, I thought we were talking about the Warriors. I thought we were going to be talking about Well, I mean, you know. <laughs> we funny. can talk about the Warriors. No, you're, are you not, you're from L.A. I'm from L.A. Are you a Lakers fan? Um, look, I'm gonna just keep it a hundred. I am like the Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, Air Jordan Flight Club era. Okay. I'm really indifferent. Gotcha. So when Magic walked in the day for the seasons or with it was like, yeah, I'm out of here, what'd you think? Um now I'm not them as people, <laughs> but who they were to me growing up. Did you have thing. a magic uh poster in your room? I didn't. Okay, so I love that I did have um, it came out of a magazine and it was like a magic and a Larry Bird like rivalry poster, mm -hmm. but they really love each other kind of thing. And then I had everything Air Jordan, Air Jordan, because I was in the Air Jordan flight club. So he would send me and sign it. Michael would personally do this. Personally sign. Thank you for being in my club. <laughs> Tara. <laughs> Tara. <laughs> that was my era, but no, I'm not. I'm totally detached from it. I mean, I'm, I just champion people that are, you know, living in their purpose. And now you <laughs> used to be a hooper. Yeah, like, like really, yeah. And I still can still, it? I can still, you know, my stroke is a little off. We got to bring that back, but I still got the tenacity as far as you know, defense and you know, I could play with some horse. I wanna, I'll do some three on three. I want to see you on the court. Yeah, I want to see me on the court. You're like you last week on the court. Say, <laughs> uh, triple double. Triple double. Look, I I met Van Exel um, on, on one of my state. Nick the Quick. Yes, <laughs> and I just remember um, he's like, you play like me. I was like, because he was at one of our state. We played Crenshaw. Um, in one of like the state prelims, it was amazing. I said, "I'm taking that. I'm taking that forever." Did you wear number nine after that? No, nah. I've always been number. I've been ten. My sister's ten. That's what we rock. Gotcha. So, <laughs> as we get ready to uh, to to land this plane, if you will, um, the long term vision, because this is a vision lab. So, oh. what is the long term vision for Tara Malia? You know, I've really just, and I know I, I've been saying this, but as soon as I put my dirty hands on what I think, it just contaminates. 
And so I am so open and, and the Lord has shown me some great things. You know, he's, he's, he's shown me, um, you know, multiple different cities worldwide where, you know, this get snatched um, vision really comes to fruition. Um, but no, I has seen no ears heard, right? But long-term vision is just continuing to seek his voice build um, not only my business, but now with this new boutique marketing, I really see how he's bringing things together. You know, I have an LLC, it's called the Kingdom Fit Movement, and everything I run is under that. And I don't know where um, certain things are gonna come to fruition, but I really see kingdom building entrepreneurs being empowered through uh, modules, um, a place that they can come together, you know, places where they can go on retreats. You know, for me, that's what, you know, Snatched by God's Grace can really ultimately uh, turn into and just being prosperous in God's way so that we can give so much to the types of ministries and nonprofits that are really just, you know, we got to help the poor. We got to help the hungry. We're here not to not have abundance. We're here to be abundant so we can give to those types of places that really are in need. And I just see that um, just exploding in the next few years and just continuing to just learn and grow and do things like this, where I get to talk to y'all about what is the vision. Um, but I leave it up to God and put it in his hands. And even if it's to build something, to even give it away. I mean, I'm open to that too. So I've got a question I'd like to ask. Yeah. All right. It's a two pronged or two part question, I should mm -hmm. say, uh, as we wrap this up. Yeah. What advice would you have given yourself five years ago? Mm. What advice would your Self five years from now be telling yourself today. Okay. You got it? I got it. Okay. Okay. Lord help me. Uh, you know, I will say out of my poor decisions came the greatest victories for the kingdom. So it's so hard for me to tell myself five years ago not to go down pathways that I saw, um, open doors that I've now been delivered from. Uh, and I, I know it's like, oh, come on, just answer the question, Tara. Um, but I would tell myself um, to seek him more valiantly. Uh, so maybe who knows where I would be now if I had started this mindset five years ago. Uh, to not make it about you, but to really know that because of you standing boldly for the kingdom, you're just uh, affording people the opportunity to do the same. Uh, so I would say start doing what I'm doing now back then. Right. The types of habits, um, just kingdom mindedness, just enroll in that. And if you could hit that fast forward button and you're five years older, what are you telling yourself looking now, back at yourself now? Just be more grateful to sit in the pocket more often. Don't be in such a hurry to get to the next thing. Uh, just keep it hunted at all times. Uh, and just be aware of the people that are surrounding you and your just, I guess, it's responsibility to be the best version of you so that they can take the best version of them and see what's possible for them. I think uh, just be the best example possible. And sometimes that's inside of sharing your greatest weaknesses. That's what I would say. Amen. So listen, um, I just want to say before we close out, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It has been more than a pleasure. I mean, I don't even think she dropped nuggets. or I don't think she dropped jewels. She dropped major, like, diamonds. The whole box. The whole box. Just dumped it out there. And we certainly appreciate Thank your transparency, you. your honesty, and obviously, most importantly, your, your faith and your love and your kingdom of God. Um, how can people find you uh, one more time for our listeners? Yeah, I'm on social media. Uh, my Instagram is Malia underscore fitness. Uh, my photography and my marketing site 
is uh, Tara Malia Fotog, and we have our Snatched by God's Grace, and then we also have snatchedbygodsgrace.com. So that's how you can find me. She's Tara Malia. I'm Ryan Cuffey. My name is Ryan Mosley, and you've been listening to the Vision Lab Podcast. See you guys soon.